0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. And we are at the calm before the storm here when you're talking about the NFL. It is the week between the Super Bowl and obviously the championship games that happened last week. And there are some opportunities here for sports bettors to make a little money in this interim process. Besides the NBA and NHL, which you can always still make money on, although the NHL is going into the All-Star break here. Besides that, and college basketball has been absolutely rolling, you can jump on some of these early lines for the Super Bowl. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about some things that jumped off the page at me. And while next week's show, we will do a prop special, and we also will do a big Super Bowl show with a full breakdown, I do want to jump out in front of some of the conversation already. And you start to, um, as a sports better, you start to monitor the conversation. During this week, That's something very specifically that is very unique to this week in sports betting. Um, It's the conversation that is going to push the line one way or the other. It's the conversation in the national media, which now we now have a sports betting national media that is going to... Sort of push people one way or the other. You know, if there's a good story, they're going to push that good story. If there is a, you know, a topic that they want, if there is a team that, you know, is more interesting, they're going to push that. And don't be under any misillusions here that that doesn't change things for sports betting industry, that that doesn't change Joe Public. Yeah, you know, we're going to call him Joe Public. That doesn't change Joe Public's perception of things. Don't be under any misguidance that that isn't an impactful thing. So it's something to pay attention to, something to get into. We are entering a league here where this is parody, right? I mean, this is what the NFL has wanted for a while. The Bengals have taken a strange road to get here, but they're here. And we spoke about it last week as kind of the X factor, you know, you start to check all of the boxes of every team that's gone up against the Bengals here. The Raiders were evenly matched. The Bengals, though, they had Joe Burrow. They had the X-Factor, and they came out on top. The Titans were the number one overall seed. The Titans had a home field advantage. The Titans had Derrick Henry coming back. But the Bengals had Joe Burrow, and they came back, and they won that game. The Kansas City Chiefs, by just about every metric, had every box checked from Mahomes to Andy Reid to home field advantage. The boxes kept getting checked and checked and checked, except the Cincinnati Bengals are Joe Burrow. The Bengals are seemingly a team of destiny, and they got by them. So when you start talking about you know, this week and, and going into this week, you're going to keep hearing that. The upstart, the underdog, the it's the Joe Burrow story. But there's a lot more to Joe Burrow than just a lot more to the Bengals, I should say, than just Joe Burrow. But that's the narrative that they're going to push, that it's a one-man team. Look, I'm not going to sit here and argue that the Rams check most of the boxes, okay? When you start talking about a running game, Rams or have a better running game. And I think Joe Mixon does good things, but the Rams have a better better running game. Offensive line, the Rams have a much better offensive line. Defensive line, the Rams are a better defensive line. Defensive unit, the Rams are a better defensive unit. Head coach, you got to give the nod to McVay. Home field, yeah, that's there. But you do start talking about some of the Rams' big positives are wide receiving core. And I, I think the wide receiving core for the Rams is better because they have Cooper Cup on top, but it's not marketably better. And then you go to, of course, the Joe Burrow conversation. And the Joe Burrow conversation is what it all kind of leads back to. So we do have, you know, it's not quite David versus Goliath, but it's starting to get the feeling of that when you're starting to listen to the media, which is why when you start to look at the lines, well, we had a little bit of movement this week. You start to look at the lines early on. And this line opened at three and a half. It quickly went to four. And I said, you know... I I don't think it's ever going to get to three, but it wouldn't shock me if it settles back at three and a half. It's four and a half across the board everywhere. And I think that people are starting to realize, while Joe Burrow is a good story, I don't want to put my money on Joe Burrow, right? Um, That's kind of where they're looking as, as far as the total is. People are starting to read about the Rams metrics, and you can't turn on a television show without hearing about the Rams defensive metrics. That's fallen from 50 to 48 and a half. Makes some sense, Right. We're also looking at a spot where a lot of these sports bettors out there, a lot of the casual sports bettors, they're just learning these teams. You know, we have a notion here because we're, listen, you're listening to a sports betting podcast. You just assume everybody has a brain on their shoulders that is betting on sports, but that's not true. We have a lot of people probably making their first bet of the season on the Super Bowl. We have a lot of people that just started, you know, kind of throwing a couple of bucks down late in the year. With the states now all of a sudden jumping on board, we have a lot of people in this venue, in this area that are just going, you know what, I just started betting the playoffs, now I'm going to start betting the Super Bowl. And they don't have that guy to fall back on. It's the first time in 19 years there will be no 49ers, no Big Ben, no Peyton Manning, no Brady. You know, if Brady was there, and you have these new sports betting areas, and you, oh, you know, it's Brady. I know Brady. I'm just gonna go after Brady. You know, it's Ben. I know Ben. You know, these are two teams that you don't know. You think you might know the Rams, but not really, because Stafford's brand new there. So that's something to pay attention to when we're talking about you know the sports better that's going out there and, and who they're they're talking about. I mean, look, the big conversation is, oh, the Rams board a championship. Look, they did. Look, they did go out there and make a a big deal for Stafford. They did go out there and make a big move when you're talking about Odell. They did go out there and make a big move during the season when you're talking about Von Miller. But the Rams are sixth in the NFL in homegrown talent. You're not going to hear a lot of people mention that. So there's a lot of misconceptions going on as well, and that could throw the sports better off. While we're talking about sports betting, look, there's now 33 states where sports betting is legal. 33 states. Last year at this time, there's 20. So it'll tell you, you know, how many new sports bettors you're going to have. There's a possibility that $1 billion will be bet in New York alone. A billion dollars in New York. Do you think all of them have a good read on the, what the Rams defense is? Or All of them have a good read on who Cincinnati is outside of Joe Burrow? No. They're looking at the flashy conversation, the flashy comment that the media is providing, and they're going, this is Joe Burrow against a, a dominating uh, all-dynasty type of team. That's why the line's moving up. You know, I hate the conversation of sharps and squares and all that. And I, I love when Dave Sharapin, our, our buddy Dave Sharapin, that's a, consistently on our Want to Bet weekend show. Um, yeah, you know, Dave Kearns around and calls them rhombuses and parallelograms because he doesn't like sharps and squares. And neither do I. Look, there's no sharp money or square money when you're talking about the Super Bowl. They want 50-50 coming in on both sides. So you know this is something to really watch the narrative, watch where this is going, watch how we're talking about this. Um, A couple of things that did jump off the page for me that I wanted to kind of pass along. It's not Super Bowl necessarily, uh, should be included in next week's Super Bowl show, but things that early on. Fox Bet is offering a no vig line on the coin toss. I don't touch the coin toss, I never have. I've stood next to people I was in Vegas. I go to the, these big Vegas parties for the Super Bowl every year, right? Uh, last couple of years I go to Atlantic City, and you stand next to people, and you see them biting their nails and freaking out but on the coin toss you, know. Hey, you casually ask, right? I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a big better, but I'm not a massive better, right? I just, just not, I'm not somebody going out there laying down 100 grand. I'm just not that guy. But you ask some casual people in Vegas, "Hey, oh, you got the coin toss Awesome How much you got?" Ah, 25 grand. Oh, on the coin toss? You know, are you kidding me? But it's plus 100, plus 100, so there's no VIG there if you guys want to actually go out there and do something like that. Um, One of the prop prop plays that did jump out at me early on, and I tell everybody, go get this early. This is a a go-get-this-early kind of conversation, and that is Joe Burrow touchdowns. Touchdown passes for Joe Burrow, it's minus 155, so you're laying a little bit, but it's only 1.5. You think that Joe Burrow could throw two touchdowns? I mean, that's really what they're asking you. Do you think Joe Burrow can throw two touchdowns? That's all they're asking. That is one of the few prop plays that I advise getting in on early. Everything else, if you haven't gotten in already um, where we stand right now, everything else you could probably wait on. But that's a conversation that I think that you need to start to have when you're starting to pay attention to that. Okay, what jumps out early on? I think the Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdowns at minus 155 is a decent value. And I think that the Joe Burrow to go all of a sudden to go, you know, over one and a half touchdowns is probably going to, I don't know if it gets to, I don't know if it gets to two, you know, if it gets to two at, you know, minus 110, I don't know if it gets to two, but I certainly think that minus 155 will be gone very, very quickly here. Um, Real quick, just to give you an idea, Joe Burrow, Against the Chiefs, two touchdowns. But against the Titans, he had zero. The Raiders, he had two. Chiefs, four. Ravens, four. Going back to the regular season. And then one against the Broncos, two against the Niners, one against the Chargers, one against the Steelers, one against the Raiders, zero against the Browns. So since November 7th, okay? Because people think that, you know, this is a a layup here. Um, He's played 11 games since November 7th. In those 11 games, okay, he has two, three, four, five games where he saw two or more touchdowns, but three of them were just two, just two touchdowns. So this is the thing. If you think Joe Burrow can throw two touchdown passes, get on this now. Because if this line moves to two, and I, that is a fear that you have to have. If the line moves to two, or, or the you know, it goes to, I don't care if it's two plus one ten. Now you need three to go over. Okay, and he's done that. Two times in the last 11 weeks. So that's something. See, this is the game within the game. When you start to come up with, you know, the game within the game. Talking about more game within the game. When you're trying to find angles to make money. More game within the game. Um, Let's talk about the overtime. It's happened one time. One time. Right? you, You look at how many Super Bowls there have been. You know... And then you look at how many overtimes, 52, and it happened one time. So what should the odds be? And then you look at how many NFL games, right? How many NFL games actually go to overtime? Um, How many NFL games are an overtime kind of situation? Well, the numbers are there, right? It's not really something that you look at and and happens often. The real line here should be north of 20 to one. I think 20 to 1 is a fair line. I think 22 or 23 to 1 is a more accurate line. But then the sports books would have to give the player back about 18, 19, even 20 to 1 back on your return on your money. Well, the sports books are all offering plus 1,100. And it sounds good, right? Plus 1,100 sounds fantastic. Sports books make money every Super Bowl on people going, that sounds fantastic. The sports books make money every single Super Bowl, giving you bad lines on the overtime. The sports books tempt you into wanting to see a good game. They play, prey on your emotions of wanting to see a good game. They prey on the conversation that we're going to have in the media for the next two weeks, how these teams are evenly matched, how it's anyone's game. They prey on that notion that I could throw a couple of bucks down and get a massive return. They understand sports bettors? I mean, look, you know, we've had CEOs go out there and say they don't want smart sports bettors, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a dumb move. But it, it, we we know that. The smarter move here is to lay 14 to 1. Lay the 14 to 1 on no overtime. Now, I understand most bettors out there are not willing to lay $140 to win 10 bucks or $1400 to win $100. But that's the smart play. The smart play is not to take overtime. You know, my my wife is is a pretty decent at sports betting uh, for football. And last weekend, before the games began, you know, there was a prop play out there of plus 1100. And after we had one overtime game, she said, you know, ah, you know, what if I throw like 25 bucks out on on the overtime? I said, why? Well, I want a good game. I want to root for a good game. And, And it's a pretty good payout. I'm like, oh, the cringeworthy moment. I had to talk her off that ledge. And I feel like that is what they do. They're dangling that carrot. Hey, you get eleven to one back. Why not throw hundred down? Eh, why not? Hope for a good game. Throw down a hundred bucks. That mentality is why that there are you know pyramids in the middle of the desert built out of glass, right? That 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 mentality is why there's a volcano in the middle of a desert. Not for long, but there's a volcano in the middle. I mean, that mentality is what builds casinos, and that mentality is what makes sports books rich. So. Just a couple of pitfalls I wanted to touch on. I mean, it's not a, it's not a lesson in I'm telling you to take the fourteen to one, but it's a much, 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 much smarter move to lay one forty to win ten bucks than to give ten dollars to win a hundred. It's just a smarter, smarter move when you're talking about sports betting. So I wanted to touch on that kind of stuff there. Next week, like I said, we're going to have a a prop play special show and then the Super Bowl special show as well. Um, One of the prop plays, like I said, I I am looking at Joe Burrow just because of of value-wise. I think you can get that at a decent value right now. Um, I'm also taking a peek at Cam Akers. Cam Akers over 60 and a half rushing yards. That's not bad, right? Cam Akers over 50 yards rushing is minus 175. I I the over 160 and a half makes a lot of sense. Look, he's going to have a couple of weeks to rest up, so you don't have to worry about health. And you don't have to worry about that. The carries are 14 and a half or 15. Look, if the if you think that the Rams are going to try to keep the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands, then that's an easy over. That's an easy over. If you think that McVay wants to go run heavy, it's an easy over. You know, McVay often gets the idea um, and people get an idea about Sean McVeigh that because he's a quote-unquote offensive genius, right? And a lot of people go out there and they say that, oh, McVeigh's an offensive genius. Because he's this offensive genius, um, that that means fling the ball all over the field. And it doesn't, guys. It doesn't mean that. And I think that we need to understand it doesn't mean that. You know, flinging the ball all over the field doesn't equate to exactly who – that McVay is, he wants to run the ball and he's done it in big time playoff games he's kept the ball away against the Niners it was ball control, clock management drain the clock in the Super Bowl, last time he was in the Super Bowl his offense was terrible but all he wanted to do was run the ball drain the clock I expect the same similar thing which is also why I think maybe that under is kind of a, a lean for me at least alright let's get over the Super Bowl and I do want to mention Tom Brady here Brady retires, and in a sports betting world, we say goodbye to the king. I mean, we really do. Tom Brady finishes as the number two quarterback of all time covering spreads. He went 186, 124, and six against the spread. That's 59% of his bets he's won. If you blindly bet Tom Brady, you'd be considered a professional in this business. If you hit 60% in this business, you're considered an outlier. It doesn't happen. Oh, my goodness. The guy's amazing. Um, he finished his second overall. Joe Montana was at 61.5%. He went 101 and 63 all time. What is interesting about Brady is that we are in a generation that we have so much information, but the line makers just could not figure out Brady. They couldn't set lines high enough. They couldn't figure him out. And I, I made a statement when he was you know, first retired. I went out there and I put this out there on my Twitter account and I said, I think that I've made more money off of Tom Brady than anybody else. And it, it's not bragging. It's just saying kind of thank you to Tom Brady. Tom Brady was that guy. Tom Brady was the guy for me that you looked at, and week in, week out, year in, year out, specifically the playoffs, um, I just didn't get the line. And I just, I can't remember a time that I actively bet against Tom Brady. That's saying something, guys. I truthfully can't remember a game where I actively went against Tom Brady. He was a moneymaker for anybody that is in the sports betting world. So while we could sit back and applaud everything that he does, and look, he does amazing things. This is a sports betting show. And from a sports betting standpoint, Brady retires as basically the greatest. Uh, you know, Montana was a little bit greater, but he had so many less games. Montana had 164 games. Brady had more covers than him. <laughs> right? Uh, Brady had more covers uh, than than you look at Montana even played. As a matter of fact, Tom Brady has more against the spread covers, that's 209 overall, than the Panthers, Jaguars, and Texans have wins in franchise history. It's astronomically different. Astronomically j- different. By the way, you want to know the top five? Sure. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, one, two. Alex Smith, at fifty-eight percent, make a lot of money off Alex Smith. That's kind of cool. You throw an Alex Smith name in there, Joe Theismann, and then Aaron Rodgers coming in at fifty-six percent. Aaron Rodgers is a pretty good guy to go out there and cover on. Um, a lot of conversation from people around uh, the sports books turning around and going, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, Brady just uh, Brady killed them. He killed them. I, I mean, he really did. E- even going as far as the Bucks started the season at fifty to one." to win the Super Bowl and then they get Brady and look at what happened. Uh, so he changes dynamics. The speculation here is that since Brady has walked away, you do have to follow and see about Gronk and everybody else. Speculation is generally that it's going to be the Bucks in about 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, guys, after what they just did and where they just were. The fall is just unbelievable. So Thank you very much to Brady from a wallet standpoint. (laughs) The goat goes away and he walks away and sports betters like myself are feeling it just a little bit different. We're feeling it a little bit different this week because we're going, man, he was the consistent. He was the guy you go out there and you go, you know, all the chips are down. take a shot at Brady. He's never let me down yet. All right, guys. Next week, we're going to have two shows. We're going to have a prop play special show and we are going to have the Super Bowl preview show. Next week, next Wednesday and Thursday, they'll be released. Make sure you guys listen into that. Have a very good week. Make sure you start taking advantage of those college basketball, NBA, and NHL lines. We're going to get into that after the Super Bowl as well. Have a good, very good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe.